My name is Dominic Grissetto. Welcome into the Round Ball Roundup Week 11. Uh, first off, I want to say feeling just a tad under the weather, so if you hear something in my voice, I apologize. Hopefully uh, it sounds deeper and better on the uh, podcast itself, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, highlighted games from last week. I unfortunately highlighted a, a number of games that weren't all that close in the end, but we'll go ahead and talk about those ones I was looking forward to before the week started. We're first up, we had ULM at Georgia Southern. ULM ended up taking that one 72 to 59. Warhawks had four and double figures with LaCour leading the way, 19 points. Uh, shot close to 50% from the field and 55% from three as a team. They only shot 25% from the charity strike, but you know it doesn't really matter that much when you only had to take four shots. So uh, Archie led the way for the Eagles with 15, but he was the only player on their roster with double figures, and that's what did them in. Hot shooting from ULM, not enough from Georgia Southern, not as close of a game as I thought we might have going into that one. Next up, we looked at uh, JMU. Going to Southern Miss, that one ended up Southern Miss 83, James Madison 70. Hase didn't really have a great game, but Harris, Pinckney, and Crowley all produced in double figures and helped USM to the victory. Edwards exploded off the bench to lead JMU with 18 points, but Morse had just a really bad shooting night overall, going 0 for 10, while uh, his only two points came from the free throw line. So not enough from James Madison uh, throughout the roster as a, on a consistent basis to beat a team like Southern Miss, who even if they have one guy down, kind of like Hase didn't have a great game, they had Pinckney Crowley and then um, Harris to jump up in there and take that place of that third player having that double-figure night to really help them out. Georgia State at Georgia Southern. This one ended up being decently close, but uh, kind of a weird game. So, Georgia Southern ends up taking this one 58-52. So in the end, we got a six-point game. Could have been very close, but it's not really a lot of statistical outliers here that say, oh, well, this team nailed their threes and this team missed their free throws and that type of thing. What we looked at here is both teams had three players in double figures, and those are most of the guys that you usually see up in that double-figure category, so nothing shocking there. Um, but really the, the biggest thing that stands out is just the Panthers had just a horrendous first half scoring only 16 points. So they played much better in the second half, uh, really won the second half actually. But at that point, when you're down that much, all you're doing is trying to catch up the entire time. Unfortunately, you run out of time and you just have to battle back too much from, from being down too far. Maybe they forced some things. Um, but Ends up being a decently close game in the end, but it really was much of a blowout at halftime. Uh, you know, props to Georgia State for staying in it and trying to battle back, uh, but Georgia Southern just held on to the lead and took care of that game at home. Last one we had highlighted was ULM going up against Troy. Troy ended up taking this one 77 to 53. Uh, this is pretty much the game I expected at the half. Troy led just 31 27. But, man, I'm not sure what happened during the break. ULM went cold. Troy came out on fire, and they took that second half by 20 points. Uh, uh, Troy also held the photo scoreless in 30 minutes of play. They also got great games from Williams, Muhammad, and Eugene. So those are their kind of typical top three guys. Great games from them. 
shut down one of the better players for ULM. ULM didn't shoot great from three range. So Troy just explodes in that second half. Interesting way for them to end this week. Also interesting way for ULM to end the week with the struggle um, with where they have been in conference. To go down in that second half like that was very surprising to see. But it's great for Troy. It's going to lead them to good things. The question you've got to ask here is, can ULM recover from that? Or do they let that get in their head and let themselves continue to play like that down the stretch? I think they'll recover. I think they've done that a few times so far this year. Even some close games they've won where they haven't performed very well. They've still played pretty well in the next one. So I expect them to kind of come back and look a little bit better uh, this week in their matchups. So let's jump into some of the games that ended up being close that not necessarily picked out before this week before any reason. We had Coastal Carolina taking down App State 93-84 to in overtime. App State had a huge game from DeBarge Walker. Uh, he went for 27 points, certainly his breakout game of the year. They just didn't get quite enough from some of their other players that have typically gone pretty well. Gregory got 19, Harkham with 10, but go look at Coastal's side. Mustafa, 20 points. Uduje, 26 points. 5 of 8 from the 3-point line. Uh, and then even had Blackman off the bench come in and, and score 12 for him. Uh, this is kind of an interesting game down the stretch. It was Coastal with the big lead. App got back, tied it up. Actually, I think even took the lead there right towards the very end. And then Coastal came back and, and got it back into overtime. And then they just... They had the better hand, the hotter hand in OT to take that one. We also had another over, overtime game on Thursday night. James Madison takes down Troy 89-87. And if you kind of tuned into this one. Troy had seemingly control of this one uh, towards the end there. And then James Madison just went off to, you know, come back and tie it up. And, you know, you read some stuff online. James Madison fans thought they were battling the officials a little bit there too. So, I mean, that's... That's a huge victory for JMU. It's not that the Trojans were head and shoulders above them by any means, but with where that game was for James Madison to battle back and take that one in OT. Uh, Morse, 25 points. We talked about his struggle uh, in that Southern Miss game, but he definitely played great in this one. 25 points led the way for the Dukes. Uh, Edwards chipped in with 19 off the bench. We talked about him coming off the bench in that Southern Miss game. Uh, so he's been a go-to player as far as someone who's not a starter who they can continue to count on. As far as Troy goes, I mean, they had four guys in double figures, got a lot of production off the bench, just wasn't quite enough. Um, you got to finish those games out when you have that type of performance and you got to win those ones. So they're going to be really disappointed that they let that one slip away and gave up some ground there in the conference race. We also had Southern Miss taking down South Alabama, 76-72. It's a five-point game at the half. Uh, ends up being a four-point game to end. So pretty consistent, uh, close game most of the way. You had Samuel coming up with the big offensive performance, 15 points, 11 rebounds. He was a big factor in that one. Uh, Moore led the way for them with 22 points. But again, you've got Pinckney, Harris, Hase and Crowley all chipping in. Got only two points from Mo Arnold, but everybody else was in double figures and just 
you know, hitting pretty well all night. They didn't shoot that great from three, but unfortunately for South Alabama, they also were under 20%. Both of, both of them were under nine. Actually, both of them were 19.2% from three exactly. So kind of a weird statistic there. No one shot the three particularly well, but both shot pretty well from the floor, both over 40%. So that one come down, not necessarily to the wire, but a little bit closer of a game than I would have expected going into that one. And then we've got another South Alabama game on Saturday. Ended up being one of the better games of the entire week, if you're asking me. Uh, they went down to Coastal Carolina. Coastal comes away with the win in OT, 85-81. But this was a really fun one to watch. Uh, we had both teams shooting well from three. Uh, Coastal Carolina... from three. South Alabama shot 40% from three with a lot of those scores from three coming down the stretch by Jones. Uh, He was six of 13 from three, and they had some other guys that shot pretty well. Moore, of course, had another good game. Samuel, not quite as offensive as he was in the last game, but he did have 10 rebounds, which was only one less than the last one. Uh, So pretty solid performance from South Alabama. They're definitely going to be a little disappointed that they let these two games slip away and couldn't come up with at least one of them. But uh, Coastal Carolina, again, Uduje, a 33-point performance, also chips in with 11, uh, sorry, 11, four rebounds there, a steal and an assist. So Uduje may be the hottest player in the league right now at this very moment. He had one heck of a week and definitely led the way for Coastal Carolina. And, of course, you know, the guy down low for them, Mustafa, also chips in 19 points, 13 rebounds. So they are they have some players getting it done. And then, of course, what happens Monday night? They've got a Chicago State team that hasn't won on the road all season, a team that is just 4-16 and 16 overall coming in, a team that you would think they could just dominate. Well, they were down at the half 42-33. They end up having a little bit better of a second half, but they can't close the victory, and they end up losing at home 74-70. Oduje, again, he's got the performance that they need to win the game. 25 points, 7 of 12 from three-point line. Uh, You know, as a team, they really didn't shoot all that horrifically except for probably the free throws, only 50%, 7 of 14. And again, in a four-point game, you're missing seven free throws. That's... That's a big difference maker there. Mustafa also chips in with 13 points, 10 rebounds, so not really an abnormal performance from him, kind of right along the lines of where he's been all season. Uh, They just need some of these other guys to chip in more. You've got Day with two points, Abraham with six, Lucky with four. Uh, It's just not enough from these other contributors to win a game like this and and really a big letdown for Coastal to finish the week with a – with the – loss like this is a team that's just not impressive at all uh coming into your place to play a game out of conference uh you gotta you gotta have this one i mean you just gotta have it and they didn't come up with the victory so definitely a disappointment for coastal in that one uh but we'll also round out the week there was one more overtime game and this one's going to shock some people that weren't paying attention but marshall had to go to overtime to take care of arkansas state now in the ot they they outscored them 16 to 7, so no worry once the overtime really got going. But they couldn't really pull away. It was 31 to 23 at the half, but Arkansas State played the better second half. 
you've got your usual suspects from Marshall, Kerfman, Taylor, Kinsey, all scoring double figures. Taylor and Kinsey both over 20 points apiece. Handlogged in only six points, uh, eight rebounds, so a little bit of a subpar performance from him maybe. Uh, that could have been a difference maker. They didn't really get anything from the other forward position. Uh, really to speak of, the guy off the bench, Fricks, scores two points. The starter, Ancholi, um, scores zero. But uh, Arkansas State, four players on double figures, Fields, Davis, Feltz, Farrington, uh, those guys continue to contribute. They just need a little bit more from the size area, right? The center, the forward position. They don't really have like a true center on their team, but their forwards really did not score too many points in this one. And against a team like Marshall, who does have a little bit of size and, and some contributors that can get it done there. Again, they didn't have the greatest game in this one. That's probably why it was kept close. But uh, yeah, shocking outcome to have it go to OT. Again, in the end, you've got a victory. It looks more comfortable than it probably was, obviously, to have it go to overtime at all. But yeah, kind of a, a surprise there at the end of the week. Uh, as far as one of the top teams versus literally the bottom team in the conference. So we've covered all the games that we're going to talk about. Let's jump into kind of where the standings are. You've got three teams with only four losses total. This includes conference and out of conference. You've got Marshall, Louisiana, Southern Miss. They're all really hot right now. Marshall supporting a five-game win streak. Louisiana, six games. Southern Miss on only a three-game streak. But again, those are the longest streaks uh, in the conference as of right now. Then right behind them, you've got some teams that are not out of it by any means, but do face a little bit of an uphill battle. You've got Troy, ULM, and Georgia Southern all sitting at 5-3. and three. Uh, And none of those teams have won or lost more than one game in a row. So that tells me the consistency is probably the factor in those three teams. Whereas you're seeing a little bit more consistent for, for, uh, excuse me, performances from Marshall, Louisiana, and Southern Miss. Behind them, everybody else, honestly, I think they could probably end up about 500 in conference. I don't see anybody going on some amazing streak to end the season. I don't know if you can count on these teams to put consistent enough performances to challenge any of those top six teams. Uh, could it be done? Yes, but I mean, maybe one of these teams at most. I don't see more than one of these teams being able to somehow jump up into that top six. Uh, now that's not to say that the conference tournament is going to turn out like that. I have some feelings on that. Uh, but as far as the number one seed for the conference tournament going in and the top, the battles for the top seeds, I think you you're looking at any of these top six as they are right now. Those are going to take those top two, three spots for sure. Uh, everyone else is going to be somewhere in the middle towards the bottom and then you've got a team like Arkansas State, who's probably just pretty much out of it. Georgia State, South Alabama, essentially the same thing. You've got an outside chance that Old Dominion or Texas State could win a couple games they're not supposed to and uh, look to challenge for one of those last seeds in the conference tournament uh, in order to make it a little bit more exciting. But yeah, I'd say as far as the top teams go, you're looking at that top six. Um, we'll kind of jump into some of the statistics that tells me that if you're looking at the top offenses, just just in league play now, this is not including any out-of-conference stuff, but you've got Marshall, Louisiana, 
Coastal and Southern Miss up at the top four positions, scoring the most points per game. Defensively, you've got Texas State, Troy, Georgia State, and ULM right there at that top four position. What is interesting is that there's not really a great offense paired with the great defense in this league. It's it's kind of a strange aspect in that regard because you've got Marshall, Louisiana, and Southern Miss within that top four. Then you've got Louisiana as the best defensive team out of those, sitting all the way in ninth in the conference. Then you've got Southern Miss at 11. You've got Marshall at 12. So either of those, any of those three of those teams could kind of pair a little bit better defensive performance with the offense that they've got. Uh, this could get even further away. But right now, some of the teams that aren't playing as well offensively are at least playing good defense. And that's why I think this conference has kind of gone this way where no one's really pulling away from anybody as of yet. There's not enough consistency on both sides of the ball from any team to really do that. Uh, but as far as margin of victory goes, again, you're seeing some of the same people up here at the top. You've got Marshall, Louisiana, Troy, Southern Miss, all with the largest margins of victory. So when the offense is working for these teams that have the good offenses, it's pulling them to victory more often. So this conference as a whole leans more heavily on the offensive side of the ball and shooting well than great defense. Texas State's the, the best defense in this conference as of right now, and they don't have a great record because they can't score the ball offensively enough. So uh, this conference favors some hot streaks, some hot shooters. I think we'll continue to see that a lot down the stretch here as we get closer to conference uh, tournament time. I think it's going to continue to be exciting. Uh, as far as matchups to watch for this week, don't have a whole lot picked out but uh, ULM does travel to Marshall so that one could be good again ULM shoots hot from three Marshall pretty well you know four, three four guys in double figures almost every single week and uh, you know every single game and so this one could be a good one especially if ULM recovers well from that uh, you know pretty sad performance they had there to end that Troy game I've also got Troy traveling to Lafayette to play the Cajuns that one's going to be a pretty good one. Again, those are one point game or one game difference between the two in conference standings right now. So that one could be very important. Uh, again, Cajun's hot right now, but Troy really was on fire in that second half against ULM. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on that game in that game on Thursday. And then just one more I've picked out: Georgia Southern at Louisiana again. If the Cajuns come away with a victory versus Troy, if Southern wins their first matchup against Texas State. This could be another really important game for conference standings. Uh, so the, the uh, Cajuns face a tough week ahead, uh, but they luckily do get both teams at home. So they do play well there. I expect them to perform well, but it'll be interesting to see what they do against some of the teams that really need these victories over them in order to improve their conference standings. Thanks for listening. Uh, like, follow, subscribe on the social medias. We'll continue to put out game day previews in video format. And uh, hopefully we've got some good matchups and some exciting basketball coming up this week. See you later.